From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the Super Stack Show today, I want to thank all my fans from all over the world. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Without you, there is no us. During this weekend, a lot of big things happened. And ladies and gentlemen, because of you, you brought this podcast to the promised land. Because the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast is now on iHeartRadio. It's about to go down, ladies and gentlemen. We got a huge Super Stack show for you guys today. A show that will have us talking about the huge Royal Rumble premium live event from this past Saturday. We're going to be talking about AEW Rampage. We're going to be talking about Impact Wrestling from this past Thursday. And like we do every Monday, we're going back in time. And we're going to be talking about WWE Monday Night Raw from November 4th, 1997. Hillman got a gun. We got a lot to get into. But before we do, I want to thank you all for riding with me from all over the world. I'm talking about the United States, Canada, Mexico, the UK, Ireland, Germany, Israel, Philippines. The list goes on and on and on. If you don't already, follow the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. But let's cut the chit-chat and get into the Super Stack Show. Ladies and gentlemen... Like I said in the intro right now, you brought us to the promised land. We are now on iHeartRadio, and I couldn't get to this opportunity. I couldn't get to this position or this spot without you guys, so I salute you guys. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Like I always say, without you, there is no me, so thank you so much for riding with the team. Listen, I appreciate you always inviting me into your morning routine every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That will not change. There's going to be no changes to the show. We're going to have business as usual on the show. We just might have some cleaner production, some ads to keep the show going, and we're going to have a worldwide distribution. Thank you so much for everybody who rides with this team. I promise you that no matter how big this show gets, I'm going to ride for my day ones. Thank you so much for riding with me because I'm going to ride with you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have such a super stacked show for you today. What do you guys want to start out with? Do you guys want to talk Royal Rumble right off the bat? Or do you guys want to go in chronological order talking about Impact, Rampage, and then the Royal Rumble? I kind of think we got to talk about that Royal Rumble off the bat. The, the big news, you know what I mean? The big headlines coming from this Saturday in St. Louis at the Dome of America The Royal Rumble was a great, great show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know a lot of people are shitting on it, but for everybody who's shitting on who won the men's Royal Rumble, who won the women's Royal Rumble, remember what this is. Remember that this is the WWE, and the WWE's been doing this type of stuff for years, so this is business as usual, but we're going to get to those matches when I get to those matches. We're going to talk about the whole show. Let's talk about it. The Royal Rumble... What a massive crowd that was. Over 40,000 people packed the Dome of America in St. Louis. Starting out hot right away, right off the bat. We had the WWE Universal title match. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Yo, first of all, when Seth Rollins came out in that Shield gear with the Shield music, nostalgia. Nostalgia. I got hyped like a motherfucker. It's funny because during the entrance for Seth Rollins, Pat McAfee mentions Jon Moxley. And it's funny because John Moxley's been mentioned quite 
often on the show, especially with the storyline between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, and never was he referred to as Dean Ambrose. If you remember, Dean Ambrose was his WWE name. John Moxley is his name outside of WWE, and ever since, you know, he's been mentioned in the storyline, it's been Mox, 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 and not Dean Ambrose. So I think that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, even though he's not here on the show, it's still a little sprinklings of WWE acknowledging other companies and other people outside of the WWE. They acknowledge that there is a world outside of the WWE because, real talk, if they would have said Dean Ambrose, that's a name that's been dead for years, right? So it just really wouldn't make too much sense. But anyway, really, really good show here. We had a lot of crazy, crazy action. Right off the bat, like I said, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins coming out with the Shield music. Uh, Really fun opener, like I said. Big time action, big fight feel. This felt like a big, big matchup. And it was surprising that we're getting it right off the bat. Lots of big spots in this matchup. Early on in the matchup, Seth Rollins did a powerbomb, the shield bomb on Roman Reigns through the announce table. Big time spears by Roman. Really, really crazy, crazy action here. Great storytelling, though. That's what definitely stood out to me. Storytelling, psychology was top-notch in this matchup. In the end, though, Roman Reigns puts on the guillotine choke, and Rollins refuses to tap out. He gets to the ropes eventually, but Roman Reigns does not break the the choke with the five count the referee gives him up to five to break the choke Roman says nope and he continues to hold on to the choke so this leads to Roman Reigns losing by DQ which means he also gets to keep the title the crowd boos but you know this was an amazing matchup so I mean yeah the ending kind of hurt it but it also leads the it keeps the door open for a rematch if, you, if we're going to talk about what happens on later on in the show, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with these two. Maybe we have a rematch at Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. But it definitely seems at WrestleMania we know where we're going. But at this point, the door is still open for Seth Rollins. After the matchup, Roman Reigns grabs a chair and he takes out Rollins with the chair the same way that Rollins ended the shield. Bringing back that, you know, like I said, storytelling was Top notch with this. Roman Reigns gets back into the ring. He just goes to town and decimates Seth Rollins. It would have been cool if John Moxley came out, but I'm, I'm a realist. I understand the Forbidden Door is not open to AEW. It's not. It's barely open in the WWE. But I think that since they're referencing the Shield so much, it would be really dope if that happened. But that's fantasy booking. John Moxley's not going to be anywhere near this besides having his name dropped. Second match of the show was the 30 Women Royal Rumble matchup. Now, I I talked about classic Royal Rumbles in the past here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. And the way we do it here on the DeLorean podcast, since there's just too much to cover in a Royal Rumble, I'm going to just give you the entrances and the eliminations for the matchup. And with that, if there's any memorable moments that stand out, you know I'm going to talk about it too. So let's talk about the Women's Royal Rumble. Starting off, number one, Sasha Banks is out. She's dressed like Sailor Moon. Pretty dope, pretty dope. Number two is the return of Melina. Melina is overcome with emotion right here. You know what I mean? She still got the split, though. She still got that split. But she does not last long because Melina is quickly eliminated by Sasha Banks. Number three is Tamina. Tamina's here. She's brawling with Sasha Banks. Number four is the return of Kelly Kelly. Ever since the WWE started, the Women's Royal Rumble, Kelly Kelly been in each one of these Royal Rumbles. But in this one, she did not last long because Sasha Banks eliminates Kelly Kelly pretty quickly here. Something that I noticed is a lot of the returns did not last too long. I mean, I was watching this with my fiance and I was telling her, you know, because she was like, oh, why doesn't Kelly Kelly last longer? Why doesn't Melina last longer? Oh, why is Molly Holly not lasting longer? And I let her know, you know, you got to remember that these women, they, they come out of retirement for once a year. So you're, you're not going to really expect them to like run the gauntlet and be in there for more than like 10 minutes because... It's not easy to get back into that ring after taking a year off. You know what I mean? But anyway, we had Dana Brooke here. Oh, no. First, we had Aaliyah. Liv Morgan came out number six. Number seven was Queen Zelina. Zelina eliminates Sasha. Now, that was a big elimination, and that was a bit surprising because the way they were building on Sasha Banks here, you know, she makes her big announcement on SmackDown that she's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Then on top of that, she is number one in the Royal Rumble. She's looking good in the Royal Rumble. She's eliminating legends in the Royal Rumble. 
And by the number seventh entrant, Sasha Banks is eliminated. Kind of surprised me. Number eight was Bianca Belair, the winner of last year's Royal Rumble. Number nine was the, uh, whoa, whoa, almost said uh, someone else there. Number nine was Dana Brooke. Number 10 was the return of Michelle McCool. And Michelle McCool looked really good in the ring here. She, she looked like she was in great shape. And she, she was one of the few legends that lasted a pretty long time in this matchup. Number 11 was Sonya Deville, but she goes straight to commentary. She has her business jacket on. She said when the jacket is on, she is not a wrestler. When the jacket comes off, that's when the nails come out. So at this point in the matchup, she's just doing commentary. But she is an official entry here in the Royal Rumble. Number 12 was Natalia. Tamina is eliminated here. Number 13 is Cameron making her return. The former Funkodactyl, the former tag team partner of Naomi. Sonya takes out Cameron because, you know, her connection with Naomi. She asks, first of all, you had, I believe, Byron Saxon say, oh, former best friend and former tag team partner of Naomi. And Sonya Deville on commentary said, oh, she knows Naomi. And they were like, yeah. So Sonya gets into the ring. She eliminates Cameron just to get at Naomi. But number 14 was Naomi. And she comes in, she brawls with Sonya Deville, and then quickly eliminates Sonya. Number 15 was Carmella, who refuses to get into the ring. She goes to the commentary table. I didn't like this just for the fact that this just happened with Sonya. You know what I mean? You just had someone not go into the ring and instead buy their time. It kind of felt like, you know, if you're going to do that with two different women, that's fine. But just spread it out a little bit. Don't, don't really have it back to back to back like that. That's a little weird. Number 16 was Rhea Ripley. She takes out Selena Vega and Carmella. By the way, she threw Carmella back in the ring. That's how she got eliminated. Uh, 17 was Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair takes out Aaliyah. Sonya Deville jumps back into the ring and she eliminates Naomi. I always said that when a wrestler who's already eliminated gets back into the ring, it shouldn't count if they take out another wrestler. Like, come on. Anyway, number 18 got a huge pop from me. It was Ivory, who we haven't seen in years in the WWE. But not only was it just Ivory, but she came out with the Right to Censor gimmick. Now, if you don't remember Right to Censor, go look that shit up. Right to Censor, you know what I mean? She she came out with the suit on. She's over here talking crap about the women. She said that she wants these little girls to grow up, become real women. You know, just really being a heel, playing it up. Rhea Ripley eliminates Ivory right off the bat. Like I said, the legends ain't lasted long tonight. Number 19 was Brie Bella. She does the yes chant. Number 20 got the biggest pop of the match besides number 29. Number 20, someone that we've been talking about for a while here. Someone that we've been really building up. Someone who's been building up this freaking appearance on another show. Number 20 was Hardcore Country, Mickey James. Now, something that was so significant for me here in this. This entry was so awesome because not only did Mickey James come out. Here and was a part of the Royal Rumble matchup for the WWE while being Impact Wrestling's Knockouts champion. She comes out to her Impact Wrestling theme song, that hardcore country, you know that shit. And on top of that, she comes out with the Impact Wrestling Knockouts title. That is significant. That is huge. Now, like I said on this podcast a couple weeks ago, I said you go back 10 years, right? Go back 10 years. There wasn't an AEW, but there was a TNA. And TNA was the number one competitor to the WWE. 10 years later, you have the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion shown and wrestling on the WWE pay-per-view. Huge historic moment. Shouts to Mickey James. Mickey James eliminates Michelle McCool. Number 21, we got Alicia Fox. Number 22 was Nikki A.S.H. Summer Rae and Charlotte. Well, Summer Rae comes out in number 23. Charlotte eliminates Natalia and Summer Rae. Number 24 was Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella and Brie Bella eliminate Alicia Fox. You know, we had a quick little reuniting of Team Bella, but that didn't last long because the sisters took out Alicia Fox. Number 25 shocked me. It was the return of Sarah Logan, former Riot Squad member along with Liv Morgan. This was really cool. Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan are in the ring. They're overcome with emotion. They're looking at each other. Liv is crying. But this leads to the Bellas eliminating both Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Liv Morgan was actually one of my picks for the uh, Royal Rumble. So that was a big elimination for me. Number 26 was the return of the legendary Lita. This was uh, built up on SmackDown a couple weeks ago when she attacked Charlotte. Lita's here. 
Lita eliminates Mickey James. Number 27's Molly Holly as Mighty Molly when she was a superhero, her, the, the sidekick of Hurricane. But before she could get into the ring, Nikki A.S.H. eliminates, well, she attacks Molly Holly, then she throws her in and eliminates her. That was a little lame. You know, if you're going to do the whole superhero versus superhero, have a little stare down, you know, milk it a little bit, but not nah, You just had it, like, right off the bat. Number 28, pop of the night for the Women's Royal Rumble. The return of Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Huge pop, like I said. Rousey was rumored to be a part of this matchup. And voila, she's here. Ronda Rousey takes out Nikki Bella. She takes out Brie Bella. Then we had number 29 was Shotzi. Number 30 was Shayna Baszler. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler team going against each other. If you don't know, these women were a part of the MMA for horsewomen. They were their former training partners. They probably still train together. I mean, I wouldn't think so. They're still friends. But there is a connection between Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Rousey eliminates Shotzi Blackheart. Bianca eliminates Natalia. Flair eliminates Lita. Flair eliminates Ripley. Flair eliminates Belair and Baszler. So Flair is on a roll here. And it comes down to the final two, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. This is literally two-thirds of the women's WrestleMania main event from a few years back. But the one-on-one between Charlotte and Ronda Rousey does not last long because Ronda Rousey eliminates Charlotte Flair. And Ronda Rousey is your 2022 Women's Royal Rumble winner. Now, I know a lot of people were shitting on this. You got the typical, you know, she's not here all the time. She comes in after a couple years off and she wins the Royal Rumble, blah, 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 blah. You have to understand, the WWE's been doing this for years. The WWE does this because, you know, they look at the big names. They they don't make new stars. And this is why. This is why. But I'm not mad at it. I mean, Ronda Rousey brings a lot of star power to a lackluster women's division now. I, I really think that Ronda Rousey is going to add a lot. We'll see what happens at WrestleMania. The Raw Women's uh, title matchup was next on the show. And I would have had this come later on in the show because you just had a 30 Women's Royal Rumble and then we're going to have the Raw, the Raw Women's matchup right on this show right afterwards. It was Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. A lot of innovative Wrestling from Becky Lynch, she did a Molly go-round. I think that was a little shout-out to Molly Holly, who was backstage, obviously, because she was there in the Royal Rumble matchup. In the end, Becky wins with the manhandle slam from the second rope onto Dewdrop. Next is the WWE Championship match, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Now, I'm so hyped for this one. This was a dream matchup for me. I've been wanting to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for years, and I know I'm not the only one. I know a lot of people considered this Brock Lesnar's biggest match in the WWE when he returned. People want to see Brock versus Bobby, and it finally went down here at the Royal Rumble. I'm so hyped for this one. Wow, talk about big fight feel. Like, let's go. That that pre-match package was fucking amazing, first of all. Really good match. Both men were trying to one-up each other with the uh, with the German suplexes. Bobby Lashley tried to spear... Brock Lesnar threw the barricade like he did at WWE Day 1, but it did not work here. Brock Lesnar moves out the way, and Bobby Lashley goes crashing into the barricade. We had a ref bump here, and this leads to Roman Reigns, who comes out and hits a devastating spear onto Brock Lesnar. But then he extends his arm for Paul Heyman to give him the belt. And Paul Heyman obliges. And Roman Reigns takes out Brock Lesnar with the world title. Which leads... Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman once again uniting, walking away. Paul Heyman fucked over Brock Lesnar. Now, we all seen it coming a mile away, but I still loved it. It was still awesome to see. This led to Bobby Lashley capitalizing off of the attack by Roman Reigns. One, two, three. And something that I didn't think we were going to see, Bobby Lashley is your new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. In the first ever one-on-one meeting between Brock and Bobby in the record books, Bobby Lashley conquered the beast. Now, I thought that they were probably going to go into WrestleMania title for title. I talked about how maybe it's a three-way with the winner of the Royal Rumble. We're going to get to why that didn't make sense now. But it's really, really awesome to see Bobby Lashley once again as WWE champion. I'm hyped for that. I think that's, that's awesome, to be honest. Next, we got the Grit Couple versus the It Couple. Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. Really fun matchup. 
really cool. In the end, Edge and Beth Phoenix pick up the victory. Of course, I didn't see it going any other way. We got another Royal Rumble talk talk about in the main event, the 30-man Royal Rumble matchup. But before we do, we got a little commercial break. That that that's the uh, that's the benefits of iHeartRadio. So when we come back, we're not only just going to be talking about the 30-man Royal Rumble matchup, the main event of this show, but we're going to be going back to Friday and talk about AEW Rampage. And then Thursday, we'll be talking about a really good episode of Impact Wrestling. So stay tuned because there's a lot more action to talk about. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the main event of the Royal Rumble, the 30-man Royal Rumble matchup. Opening up the match, number one, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Now, I saw, I said it on the episode on Friday. I said AJ Styles is my pick to win. He's coming in number one. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. AJ Styles would have not been the first one to win at number one. Edge did it last year. Shawn Michaels did it in 95. For whom we do not talk about. We don't like like we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Chris Benoit. But Chris Benoit also did it in two thousand and four. AJ Styles, number one here. Number two was Shinsuke Nakamura. Let's go. We're going to go back to the rivalry from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Shinsuke versus AJ Styles, really cool here. Number three was Austin Theory. Number four was Robert Roode, who did not last long. AJ Styles eliminates Robert Roode. Number five was Ridge Holland. AJ Styles eliminates Nakamura, who I thought was going to last longer in this matchup. I'm not, I was a little surprised that Nakamura did not last long. Number six is someone who is very, very underrated. The incredible Montez Ford. Number seven was Damian Priest. Number eight was Sami Zayn. Number nine was Johnny Knoxville. Now, this this didn't last long. This was a waste of a space, to be honest. This, this was to get some, uh, you know... Promotion for the new jackass. But Johnny Knoxville, nonetheless, is in this matchup. AJ Styles, Montez Ford, Sami Zayn, they all triple-team Johnny Knoxville. They just beat the shit out of him, throw him out. AJ Styles then eliminates Sami Zayn. Number 10 was Angelo Dawkins. Number 11 was one of the biggest threats in this matchup. It is Omos. Omos, he eliminates Angelo Dawkins. He eliminates Montez Ford. Number 12 was Ricochet. Number 13 was Chad Gable. Now, Chad Gable came into this match, and he had a plan. He told everybody, let's all gather. Come on, let's all huddle up. We are not going to beat Omos by ourselves. We all got to team up against Omos. He says, first, let's send out the big man. Let's send out Damian Priest. Damian Priest put up a good fight, but Omos was just a little too much for Damian Priest, the archer of infamy. Anyway, Omos eliminates Damian Priest. Then everyone just says, fuck it. They all gather around Omos. They they attack Omos. They triple team Omos. Well, quadruple team. You got number 14, Damian. Oh, Damian. Dominic Mysterio. 
everyone, including the new entrant Dominic Mysterio, they all team up and they finally eliminate Omos, who was kind of scary in that matchup. Number 15 was Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin eliminates Ricochet. Number 16 was Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler's making his 12th appearance in the Royal Rumble. Think about that. 12 years Dolph Ziggler's been in Royal Rumbles. Happy Corbin eliminates Dominic. AJ Styles eliminates Austin Theory and Rich Holland. Number 17 was Sheamus. Number 18 was Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs eliminates Chad Gable when he does a gorilla press slam with one arm. Very impressive. Boogs was looking a lot like Freddie Mercury, though. I ain't going to lie. Number 19 was Mad Cat Moss. Mad Cat Moss eliminates AJ Styles, and that shit pissed me the fuck off. You had AJ Styles killing it in this matchup, looking like a megastar in this matchup, and he's eliminated by Mad Cat Moss. Man, you got to be shitting me. Come on. They couldn't have any... Now, you know, I'm okay with AJ losing. You couldn't have anyone else eliminate AJ? You had Mad Cat Moss eliminate AJ? I'm sorry, but the whole happy people crap, it's not doing it for me. So I'm not happy with this. I think that they could have had someone else eliminate AJ Styles. Come on. Anyway, next is number 20, Matt Riddle. He comes out. Corbin takes out Boogs. Number 21 is the return of Drew McIntyre, who's back from injury. He was injured at day one. It was reported that he had a neck injury and was going to be out for a while. But no, McIntyre is here less than a month later. Drew McIntyre eliminates Moss. He eliminates Corbin. Number 22 is Kevin Owens. Number 23 is Rey Mysterio, former 2006 Royal Rumble winner. Number 24 was Kofi Kingston. Now, Kofi Kingston quickly goes up to the top rope. KO pushes him from the top. And it looked like Kofi was trying to make one of his spectacular Royal Rumble highlight real moments. And it kind of botched because his feet touched the ground. And I don't know if this was supposed to happen. They had to go back. Well, they went back with the replay, and they showed that his feet touched the ground, so they said he was eliminated. I don't think many people noticed, and even if people noticed, we didn't have to know. They could have had him do his spot. But in the end, a little, you know, overwhelming, Kofi Kingston gets eliminated by a botch. Number 25 is Otis. Number 26 is Big E. Number 27, huge surprise, Bad Bunny returns to the WWE. Now, Bad Bunny is a celebrity. I know people don't like celebrities, blah, blah, blah. But this ain't no Johnny Knoxville. Bad Bunny actually looked really good in this match. He looked really good at WrestleMania last year. Bad Bunny comes in. He hits a fucking destroyer on Matt Riddle. He eliminates Sheamus. Bad Bunny eliminates Ziggler. Otis then eliminates Rey Mysterio. Shane McMahon is number 28. Another surprise here. He eliminates Kevin Owens. I call BS on that one. Come on, man. I like that Shane's in this matchup. He didn't need to eliminate anybody. Number 29 was Randy Orton. Randy Orton eliminates Big E and Otis. And number 30, who's it going to be? Who, 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 who? Who's it going to be? Brock Lesnar. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people hated this. As soon as Brock Lesnar came out, I knew exactly where they were going with this. Brock Lesnar wins, goes against Roman Reigns. The story with Roman and Brock continues. The third time Roman and Brock main event WrestleMania. And I was right. Brock Lesnar comes in. He takes out Randy Orton. Brock hits the F5. He hits the F5 on Bad Bunny, which is pretty, you know, Shouts to Bad Bunny for wanting to take a fucking F5 from Brock Lesnar. He eliminates Bad Bunny. He takes out Shane McMahon. Is down to Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. Match doesn't end. Match doesn't last long. The final two don't last long. Brock Lesnar wins. I can see why people say this is a lame ending. I can see why people say this is underwhelming. And I can see why people say that this is why the WWE does not create new talent. But... We all knew when Brock versus Roman did not go down at day one that this match was probably going to be held at WrestleMania. It was just how were we going to get there? I talked about this on the podcast right after day one. I said it is clear that we're getting Brock and Roman at WrestleMania. But how? 
He didn't have to do with this one. Brock Lesnar is on SmackDown. Brock Lesnar could have easily just challenged Roman Reigns. We could have had the winner of the Royal Rumble Challenge, Bobby Lashley. The storyline writes itself. They didn't need Brock to win the Royal Rumble. But it is what it is. Brock Lesnar is your 2022 Royal Rumble winner. Nonetheless, this was a very fun show for me. I really enjoyed it. And I gave it a strong 4 out of 5 stars. Because I had fun. Really fun show. Let's talk about Impact Wrestling and Rampage. And then we're going to go old school on this show like we do every Monday and talk about WWE from 1996. Impact Wrestling was a really good show. We got a recap of the chaos between Honor No More and the whole Impact roster. Start out the show with Chris Bay versus Jake Something. Really fun matchup. Big man versus little man match. Power versus speed. We had Jake Something pick up the victory. This led to the Gorillas of Destiny from New Japan Pro Wrestling coming out and taking out Jake Something. Speedball Mike Bailey comes out. This leads to Jay White, the leader of the Bullet Club, taking out Speedball Mike Bailey. G.O.D. wants the Good Brothers. They want the Impact Wrestling Tag Team titles. Honor No More is here. Impact Wrestling comes out. Well, Impact Wrestlers come out. Eddie Edwards, Josh Alexander, Rhino, Chris Sabin, Rich Swan. Scott D'Amour comes out and says that they don't rep ROH. He says that they don't stand for honor. He calls them pieces of shit carnies trying to cause mayhem. Maria says that they're, they're not here to play by the rules. They said, why should we play by the rules? She said that we want an opportunity. Scott D'Amour says that they don't deserve an opportunity, but he will give them one at no surrender. When Impact's best goes against Honor No More, if Honor No More loses, they are out of Impact. But if Honor No More wins, they have a spot in Impact Wrestling. This leads to the setup of the main event tonight, Chris Saban versus PCO. We had backstage segment with Scott D'Amour with Ring of Honor visionary Carrie Silken and Honor No More, where Carrie Silken says he's disgusted with the actions of Honor No More. We had a mixed tag match between Madison Rain and Caleb with a K versus The Inspiration. The Inspiration pick up the victory. It is announced that next week we're going to get a four-on-four match between Austin, wait, Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, Speedball Mike Bailey, and Jake something as they go against Chris Bay, the Gorillas of Destiny, Jay White, the Bullet Club. So that should be a big match next week. Next, we have all the impact knockouts around the ring, and Mickey James comes out. She addresses the state of the knockouts. She talks about taking the Impact Wrestling Knockouts title all the way to WrestleMania and to the Royal Rumble this Saturday. Like I said, it was really cool to see her at the Royal Rumble, but we did not see her win the matchup, so we will not be getting Impact Wrestling's knockout title versus the WWE Women's Champion at WrestleMania, unfortunately. She starts singing the praises of the Impact Knockouts. Deanna Perazzo says that this is just a waste of time and everyone's time. Deanna leaves. Mickey plans on winning the Rumble. She keeps on talking about the Rumble. This leads to Tasha Steele interrupting and saying that no one cares about Mickey James. You know, we had a big brawl. It sets up next week we're going to be getting Evans and Steele versus Mickey James and Chelsea Green. Steve Macklin versus Jonathan Gresham is also signed for next week in a non-title matchup. We have clips of Jordan Grace versus Kira Hogan at Terminus. And it is announced that it will be Jordan Grace versus Matt Cardona. She accepts the challenge. We had like a 17 jobbers versus one matchup. It was the whole learning tree versus W. Morrissey here. W. Morrissey destroys everybody on this show. He's announced as a number one contender and going to be getting an Impact Wrestling title shot at No Surrender after the match. Brian Myers confronts W. Morrissey. Morrissey takes out Myers, but then Moose comes out out of nowhere and hits a giant spear on Morrissey. We had Jonah versus Johnny Swinger. Interesting about this matchup, we had Dan Lambert representing AEW in the crowd, so the partnership between AEW and Impact Wrestling may still be a thing. In the main event, we had PCO with Honor No More versus Chris Sabin with a team of Impact Wrestling wrestlers. PCO wins after interference by Honor No More. Honor No More attacks Chris Sabin. The Impact troops come out. Interesting enough, though, Eddie Edwards comes out with Kenny, but he refuses to use Kenny. He did not hit anyone from Honor No More. Chris Sabin, everybody stands tall while Honor No More goes and flees, but Eddie Edwards could have did a lot more. Now, Eddie Edwards is a former Ring of Honor champion. Eddie Edwards from Boston has ties with people like 
Matt Taven. He has ties with people like um, Mike Bennett and Vincent. So do we see a defector here? Maybe we see Eddie Edwards join Honor No More. Nonetheless, like I always say, Impact Wrestling is a consistently, sorry, a consistently fun show to watch, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I gave this Impact show a 3.5 out of 5. If you don't have Access TV, make sure you got the Impact YouTube package that they do. It's only 99 cents a month to be able to watch Impact Wrestling. You, It's worth it. Go out of your way to watch Impact Wrestling. It's fun. It's just fun. Another show that was a lot of fun was AEW Rampage. On this episode of Rampage, this was the Beach Break episode. It was Night of Champions or whatever the fuck they called it. Champions Quest or some, you know, something lame that I wasn't paying attention to. But nonetheless, John Moxley versus Anthony Bowens here. Moxley picks up the victory. Brian Danielson's looking on from the backstage. We are going to be getting John Moxley versus Brian Danielson now. That was something that we thought we were going to see at full gear this past October. I'm happy that it's finally going to go down. John Moxley and Brian Danielson's going to put on a fucking show. Next, we got Andrade backstage. He's looking for Darby Allen. He goes to Darby Allen's locker room and he offers him a contract. Darby said that, why are you even wasting your time? He pulls out a bat and tells Andrade to leave. Andrade says that, Darby, you need to talk to your boss. Speaking of Sting. Next, we got FTR versus Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. This was a good matchup, but the only newsworthy thing that happened here was Tully Blanchard got in Art Anderson's face, and Art Anderson dropped Tully Blanchard on his ass. We got a TBS title matchup, and I don't know why they keep doing this, but the TBS title, ever since Jay Cargill won, the TBS title has been defended more times on TNT, and the TNT title has been defended more times on TBS that... Like, does that make much sense? Why is Jade Cargill not defending this on Dynamite? And why is Sammy Guevara defending the TNT title on TBS on Dynamite? Like, he should be defending it on Rampage. But nonetheless, quick matchup here. Jade Cargill makes quick work of Julia Hart. And in the main event, we had the AEW Tag Team title match. Private Party versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. The Jurassic Express win the matchup. And in the end, before the show goes off the air, the Gun Club, who attacked Christian Cage a couple weeks ago on Dynamite, attacks the Jurassic Express here. They are laying claim. They are the number one contenders, and they want the tag team title shots. Now, Rampage was good. Rampage was solid, but Rampage, once again, was a little missable for me. After the John Moxley matchup, it was just uh, okay for me. Good action, though, but not nothing that, you know, was too hype. Rampage is definitely starting to feel like a secondary show. Now, it's always a good show, but it still feels like a secondary show. When they promise that there's going to be no secondary show, Rampage is going to be up there with Dynamite, blah, 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 blah. Nonetheless, this got a two out of five stars for me. It was okay. It was okay. But when we come back, we're going to be going back in time like we do here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. That's why it's called the DeLorean, right? We're going to be going back in time. So strap in your DeLorean seatbelts. We're going to go to WWE Monday Night Raw, November 4th, 1996. We're going in order like we always do. And the next episode is November 4th, 1996. And it is the infamous Pillman Got a Gun episode. We're also going to be talking about what... Follows up after that with the next episode of Monday Night Raw on November 11th, 1996. A lot of great action, a lot of drama, newsworthy shit. So we're going to be talking all about that when we come back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. gentlemen we have a super stacked episode here of the fight for monday night we're going to be going back in time to the infamous pillman got a gun episode of monday night raw we're just going in order baby so shit's only gonna get crazy and pick up from here because this is kind of one of the starts of wwe getting really edgy the attitude error and all that good shit so let's get into the super stacked episode from november 4th 1996 the infamous episode where Pillman had a gun. November 4th, 1996. We are on the road to Survivor Series 1996 in Madison Square Garden. We start out the show by seeing clips of last week's altercation between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret the Hitman Hart. We also see Stone Cold Steve Austin taking out his frustrations on some of the production team backstage. He gets arrested at the end of the show. Kevin Kelly is outside Brian Pillman's home. Stone Cold Steve Austin is threatening to show up. First matchup of the night, we have Goldust with Marlena, Triple H, Crush, and Mr. Perfect taking on the Stalker, who's coming out with Rocky Maivia, Mark Miro, and Mark Henry. During the matchup, Doc Hendricks gets on the phone, and he says that Stone Cold Steve Austin is here. He's on his way to Pillman's house. Steve Austin says that he does not give a damn about Vince McMahon or Pillman. Vince McMahon tries to warn him that, you know, this is this is not a WWE storyline. This is, you know, this is breaking and answering. This is a felony. Austin does not give a fuck. He says whatever goes down, goes down, basically. Things start to break down with the matchup. As Stone Cold's on the phone, talk about how he's going to show up to Brian Pillman's house. Things break down in the matchup. This gets a a double DQ. Next, we got Doc Hendricks announcing Undertaker versus Mankind in a Paul Bearer in a Shark Tank match at Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden. We got clips from the Big Bam Boom Tour, whatever that is, of Undertaker telling Paul Bearer, Mankind, and the Executioner that their end is coming near and he wants Paul Bearer in a shark tank at Survivor Series. Next, we are live at Brian Pillman's house. Kevin Kelly says that after Steve Austin attacked him on Superstars, Pillman needed surgery. Pillman says that he hopes Austin shows up. Pillman says that Austin made it personal. He says that Steve Austin is a dead man and when Austin 316 meets Pillman 9mm, He's going to blow his ass straight to hell. Now, this is classic. This is legendary. This shit is edgy as fuck, right? This is the shit that made the Attitude Error. This is just pure drama. Like, this is a wrestling show. It doesn't even feel like it. It looks like we're watching some fucking, you know, cops right here. This It's insane. I love this shit. I eat this shit right up, man. Anyway, Stone Cold is outside, and he's brawling with Brian Pillman's friends, his neighbors, and he's just, you know, kicking their ass, opening up a can of whoop-ass on them. He throws one into a kiddie pool. He's hitting him with the wagon. He's he's banging one with the fucking car door. Insane. We get back to action in the ring. It is the pug versus the Sultan. Commissary is very wary here. They're very worried about the whole Pillman-Austin situation. They don't like the fact that Pillman has a gun, obviously. And, you know, there's a real hushed tone here, and it makes it feel a little bit more real. The, the whole matchup here, we're not even talking about the matchup. We're talking about the... Crazy situation going down, and what's going on? Is Pillman, is Austin in the house? Is Pillman going to shoot him? What's going to happen? The Sultan, nonetheless, he beats the pug with the camel clutch, and quickly we get back to the Pillman situation. Austin breaks through the back door. We lose the stream, and Pillman points the gun at Stone Cold Steve Austin, and, you know, what an apropos time to turn off the fucking live stream. Anyway, the feed is back on, and we don't know what the hell's going on. We're back in the ring. Jim Ross is in the ring. He brings out Psycho Sid and HBK. Jim Ross says that they will team up next week on Raw for the Tag Team Champions by Survivor Series. They will be going one-on-one for the WWE Championship. 
HBK said that he got him out the loony bin and said that, you know, I brought you back to the WWE. Sid said that's bullshit. He actually used the word bullshit. Definitely a more edgier time here. WWE's about to get really edgy. Anyway, HBK says that Sid is not in his league. Sid keeps on talking about uh, Shawn Michaels' height. He says that you're just a little man, blah, blah, blah. Things get heated. They get into a shoving matchup. Cam Cornette comes out. They surround the ring. Sid and HBK start a brawl with Owen Hart, British Bulldog, Vader. During this, Owen Hart from behind hits Sid with the chair and then bails. Shawn Michaels picks the chair up. Sid thinks Shawn Michaels hit him with the chair. Cam Cornette then tries to attack again, but Shawn Michaels and Sid clean house, but then they need to be separated. Just craziness here. We got Mark Miro versus Sable versus Fake Razor. Skippable. I, I just basically skipped that shit. We're back at the Pillman residence, and Pillman is just a loose cannon out here. No, no pun intended. He's just fucking going crazy. Kevin Kelly says that Stone Cold saw the gun and he fled. No one been shot, though. He doesn't know where Austin is, but then he screams, Oh my God, he's back. Kevin Kelly screaming on the top of his lungs for someone to call the cops. And that's how we go off the air. Absolute pandemonium. Now, this is, this is the type of crazy shit that I was like talking about on Wednesdays with ECW. We got a little of that here on Raw. It was just nuts. We're going to be going on now. By the way, that, star, that fucking is a five-star episode of Raw. I'm sorry. Fuck the action in the ring. That is a five-star episode of Raw. Next here, we got tag... Well, next here, we got the November 11th, 1996 show of Monday Night Raw. And we start out with tag team action for the tag team titles between Owen Hart and British Bulldog versus Shawn Michaels and Psycho Sid. Stone Cold is over here. He's being interviewed in the back. And he says that he, he don't apologize for shit. He said, what am I apologizing for? He said that the hunt is on. If you thought last week was bad, just wait until what I do to Bret Hart tonight. After the match, well, after this, we get back into the match. It's Shawn Michaels and Sid versus Owen and Bulldog for the tag team titles. During the matchup, Shawn Michaels accidentally hits the sweet chin music on Sid. Owen Hart and Bulldog pick up the victory when they capitalize on this. After this, Owen Hart and Bulldog take out Sid and HBK. They leave them laying. Next up, we got Doc Hendricks. He's running down the card for Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden this upcoming Sunday, which we will be covering here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast next Monday. He's running down what looks like a really good card. Headlined by Shawn Michaels versus Sid. We got Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart for the first time ever. And we got Undertaker versus Mankind. Those three matches right there sold me. Mankind goes against a jobber next. Mankind wins. Taker comes out. He's playing mind games with Mankind. He shows Paul Bear hanging upside down inside of the shark tank. Just a sign of things to come for Paul Bear, he says. We then get a Rocky Maya via training video. We see him ready to make his debut on Sunday. We see a clip of him introducing his father to the Cauliflower Alley Club. Really cool stuff here. Really cool footage of The Rock pre his WWE in-ring debut. Stone Cold Steve Austin's back on the mic. He says that he's going to run through Bob Holly tonight and he hopes that Bret Hart is prepared because he said that he ain't going to have to wait to make it come back at the Garden. He says, tonight after I take out Bob Holly, I'm coming to take you out. We got Kevin Kelly interviewing an intense, insane psycho Sid. He doesn't believe that the Sweet Chin music was a mistake, but he says, nonetheless, mistake or not, I'm leaving with that title at Survivor Series this Sunday. HBK is then interviewed, and he said that he is also pissed off. He said that he, it was a mistake, but nonetheless, mistake or not, his Sweet Chin music still knocks Sid out cold, and he says that that will happen again on Sunday. Once I hit you with the Sweet Chin music, you're going to be knocked out cold, and I will retain the WWE Champion. Main event, we got Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bob Holly. Stone Cold makes quick work of Bob Holly. Bret Hart is seen from the locker room watching the match. Stone Cold Steve Austin hits the stun on Holly, one, two, three. He's then on the pursuit for Bret Hart. He goes backstage right before going to his locker room. He says that he ain't going to beat up Bret Hart tonight. He said, I'm not going to do that for free. You're going to have to pay to see that beating. Then he taunts Bret Hart from the other side of the door. He says, are you coming out of the closet? He starts making fun of him wearing pink. And he just talks about how he's going to beat his ass at Survivor Series. Really cool show. Once Stone Cold Steve Austin started heating up, this show became must-watch, and it is very fun to see. So, right now, I'm thoroughly enjoying Raw, and we're going to be talking all about the Survivor Series 1996 next Monday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday while we'll talk about the modern-day Monday Night Raw. We'll be talking about NXT, and we go back in time every Wednesday and talk about ECW And then make sure you tune in on Friday when we talk about AEW. We're going to be talking about Impact Wrestling and a whole lot more. It's going to be a great week for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. So stay tuned. If you don't already, 
Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Like I said, I appreciate you guys. I bow to you guys. I salute you guys. You are the ones who brought me to iHeartRadio. Shit is about to get real big for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And it's all because of you. And I thank you. I love you. And I will catch you on Wednesday. We want to take you out with the new Lords of Gotham song, my rap group. If you don't already know, I'm a rapper. One third of the Lords of Gotham here in New York City. And this is our new song, Wolves. So we're going to lead out with the song, Wolves. Thank you so much for riding with me. And I will catch you on Wednesday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. One love. Peace out. Second tough in the hood till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy. I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, the Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross. That's when you ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk, triggers finger streets. Might leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas acting tough in the hood till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing them something. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal Niggas acting tough in the hood to the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club to the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street to the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor to the wolves come Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night is precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe Tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman Time is not the most important factor, getting it right is Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe On the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 